0: Hey everyone, welcome back to Lessons with Mike. I'm here again with my friend Dylan. Yes, and um, today we are going to be discussing the Sonic the Hedgehog series. And I'm super excited for this. Sonic's always been a character I've really liked, and I don't know a whole lot about him as a character. Um, I've never played the original Sonic games, uh, so Dylan knows a lot more about Sonic than me, so I'm excited. Definitely,
1: and you know... um... This is, you know, since I was about four or five years old, I've been a fan of this series. It's my favorite video game series of all time. I have various merchandise, um, such as, for example, right now, I have a Sonic and Shadow shirt I'm wearing with Shadow socks.
0: Oh, nice, nice. Uh, my first time even hearing about Sonic, now I was pretty, pretty sheltered as a kid. So the Super Smash Bros. game, one of those that came out that featured Sonic in it, I think that was my first real exposure to the character. And oh, that nice! was a lot of fun.
1: Was it um, from the Wii Super Smash Bros. Ball? That's what it was. That, that is was. the best Super Smash Bros., in my opinion.
0: It is so fun. Like, I used to play... The campaign mode for that game is so fun. Oh, yeah, the Subspace Emissary? Yes. That was amazing. I wish the new Smash Bros. would have a campaign mode like that. That would be incredible. Same here. Yeah. And, you know, for people that don't know... Basically, Sonic the Hedgehog series has started
1: um, since 1991, so it's been over 30 years now. Yeah, there's been a lot um, to it. Yeah, and um, it started, you know, back then in the 90s. So I was born in the 90s, 97 exactly, and I was not um, able to play the original um, Sega um, Genesis games as far as like on that those consoles. But basically, during that time in the 90s, there was a very uh, fierce competition because back then Sega was making consoles and Sega was up against Nintendo. And Nintendo is, you know, a giant company now. And they were basically, um, you know, Sonic and Mario, the two flagship characters of both um, game, you know, game companies. Right. Um, it, there's a very um, fierce competition back then.
0: Oh, wow. That's really interesting. I didn't know. I didn't know that. So with as far as like Inten- Nintendo characters, there's Mario. Uh, Luigi, all those characters, and then for the big Sega characters, you're, like like you're saying, Sonic's really the big character and the big franchise that they have.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, he's he's the main. I mean, in Sega, the thing is, Sega as a company, back in the '90s, it was very big, and you know, now um, since I would say the 2000s or so, um, it's kind of um, you know the the stock of the company has went down, and you know, they don't make consoles anymore. They haven't made consoles since the '90s. And um, basically, they have partnered with other companies, you know, um, like Sony with PlayStation, uh, Microsoft, Xbox, and even Nintendo. And, you know, the thing is, when when uh, Sega first partnered with Nintendo to have Sonic games in their consoles, that was a big deal. Because, you know, um, for example, in the 90s, when they had that fierce competition, um, Sega would make ads and say, Sega does what Nintendo don't.
0: Oh, that's intru- that's a good one.
1: And, you know, that was unheard of, you know, back then for Sega to partner with Nintendo, but um, thankfully they did. So we still have some Sonic games that were produced in the 2000s. That's the era I grew up in. Um, however, um, on the GameCube specifically, that's my favorite console of all time. Um, that's where I was mainly subjected subjected to Sonic and also the Game Boy Advance um, from playing the Sonic Advance series. Um, mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, basically, um, you know, I grew up during that time, but thankfully, the original games that were on the um, Sega Genesis and consoles and other consoles like Game Gear and the Sega CD, basically those games were um,
0: ported to the GameCube, so I was able to play the original Sonic games as well. Awesome. For me, growing up in the the mid to late 2000s, uh, other than Brawl, the Sonic games I played were, I played Curse of the Werehog
1: okay. on,
0: on my PS3, I believe. It might have been the Wii. I don't remember which one that was on. And then I also played all the Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games ones for the DS. And those really introduced me to a lot of the different characters from Sonic. And yeah. my favorite Sonic game that I've played, uh, it was called Sonic Chronicles, the Dark Brotherhood. It was a oh, Sonic game. Okay. Yeah, but it was like an RPG Sonic game.
1: So you level
0: up the characters, you should unlock new moves. And there was a really in-depth story that went with it as well. That really got me uh, to appreciate a lot of the characters more.
1: Yeah, definitely. And, you know, um, the Sonic the Hedgehog series, for those of you that don't know, basically when it started in 1991, and this has been for most of the games, but it basically just follows Sonic the Hedgehog. He's an anthropomorphic hedgehog. um, That has meant that he's basically focused on um, stopping Dr. Eggman. That's the main villain of Sonic. And he um, started out as a – basically, he's a genius scientist who wanted to basically enslave humanity by, um, like, having animals be um, trapped in these robot machines and have a robot empire. And Sonic is basically trying to stop that. That's basically – the main um, like starting point, and then you know they involve various other things such as the Chaos Emeralds. Which the Chaos Emeralds are seven emeralds that have the ultimate power. If someone had all of them, they could basically conquer the the world, universe. And you know Sonic was always trying to stop Eggman from obtaining those.
0: And then when uh, when Sonic gets them all, he goes Super Saiyan. Yep, that's right. So basically, Doctor Eggman is trying to take over the world, and Sonic is there to stop him.
1: Yes. And along with that, you know, from the games being produced um, through the years, many characters have come about, such as uh, Tails, um, Knuckles. Uh, My personal favorite character, Shadow, Shadow the Hedgehog, um, he uh, and, you know, I will discuss why Shadow the Hedgehog is my favorite Sonic character. There are a lot of reasons, but, um, you know, he's great. Um, A lot of other characters such as Big the Cat um SBO the chameleon, Vector the crocodile, Charmy Bee, Silver the Silver the hedgehog. Those are all character's favorite. Silver is an awesome character. He has the yeah. telekinesis power.
0: Silver is so cool. I, I remember uh, I don't know, I, I keep seeing a lot of parallels between the Sonic series and the Dragon Ball series for some reason.
1: <laughs> Honestly, yes. I kind of I feel like um you know, I've not I've not really watched Dragon Ball a lot, but I do know that a lot of people compare like for example like Vegeta the shadow
0: Yes. Vegito compared to Shadow. Uh, Trunks, I, com- I think, is a lot like Silver. And it's interesting, the parallels there. Silver comes from the future, right?
1: Yes. he. Um, okay. been... I wasn't
0: sure. Yeah. I, I, I didn't want to say that if that wasn't true. But so so Silver comes from the future. Uh, Trunks and Dragon Ball comes from the future. And they just they give off very similar vibes and personality. Same with Shadow and Vegeta and even Goku and Sonic in a little bit of a way. They're both very powerful characters who are very aloof and very down-to-earth, not very serious characters.
1: Definitely. And, you know,
0: the I would say, uh,
1: now, a big difference between Sonic and Shadow because Shadow was... Now, I'll give you a backstory of Shadow. Shadow first appeared in Sonic Adventure 2. Sonic Adventure 2 was my favorite game, and I played it, you know, on the GameCube and was referred to as Sonic Adventure 2 Battle, which was, you know, a port. Um, originally came on the Sega Dreamcast, which was the last console Sega made. And basically, Shadow is basically um a you know a carbon copy in a way of sonic but he has a completely different personality completely different um a backstory and everything
0: okay okay because was he created
1: yes so basically shadow was created by gerald robotnik gerald robotnik is the grandfather of dr eggman um dr eggman's um, official name originally is and still is basically it's ivo robotnik Mm -hmm. And, um, shadow was created. Um, basically what shadow was created for was he was trying, um, like they were trying to create him as a tool for, um, immortality. And he was created in a lab by, um, Joe Robotnik with hedgehog DNA, but also with a, it's called black doom DNA. Black Mm -hmm. doom was basically like an alien and he had like significant powers. And when he was created, um, he was put in this like, um, capsule, and then he was released in Sonic Adventure 2 years and years later um, by Dr. Eggman that basically tried to take over um, the world um, with the Chaos Emeralds.
0: Okay. And, and I've got a question because I've seen a little bit of the new Sonic movies. So is Sonic um, uh, an actual hedgehog from some sort of other reality uh, that was just put here? Or is he an alien? Or was he created? What's the deal there?
1: So in the setting of Sonic, he was not created artificially. He was, you know, um, basically born with those powers. And um, but but like I said, Shadow was created artificially, you know, okay. using, um, you know, some sort of uh, genetic code or formula and everything like, um, you know, artificial ways. Now, the thing is, um, so and I'll get into why I'll give you Shadow's backstory, too. So as I was saying, he was um, put on for, you know, to cure, um, you know, for
0: immortality, mortality is to and a cure for aging.
1: Yes. And he um, basically there was this girl that he was really good friends with um, and she was very sick. Her name was Maria. And when Shadow came in Sonic Adventure 2, when he was introduced, you they were acting like Shadow was like a bad character, like they were, Eggman was basically trying. And Eggman did this with Knuckles. And when Knuckles was introduced, um, Knuckles basically was the guardian of the Master Emerald. And the Master Emerald, what that is, the Chaos Emeralds I talked about, the Master Emerald basically has the power to, like, nullify the powers of the Chaos Emeralds so that, okay. like, you know, Eggman can't, you know, have access to destroying the world, basically. And Eggman convinced Sonic... Or, sorry, Eggman convinced Knuckles that Sonic was, like, a bad guy and everything and needed to be destroyed and he needed to join him. But he also tried to do that with Shadow. And, see, here's the thing why, in a large part, why I like Shadow um, as a character the most out of any character. So, basically, Shadow basically discovers his past. He discovers who he is, his origins, because, you know, he was locked in a capsule for years. And, you know, he discovers, firstly, you know, Eggman was trying to teach him to b- do evil. Um, and at the end of Sonic Adventure 2, um, basically, there's a big class between Sonic and Shadow, and um, they meet. And, you know, Shadow was like, oh, you're pretty fast. Like, I didn't expect you to be, you know, this powerful. And, and he met him beforehand in, you know, several um, fighting scenes. But basically at the end of the game, Shadow and Sonic teamed up and they sacri- Shadow sacrificed himself to save the world because Maria, his best friend, he originally thought Maria's plan was um, basically because M- Maria was killed by the, by the um, government. Maria was killed by the government and Shadow thought that, you know, he was like, oh, I will uh, avenge you, Maria, so I will destroy yes, all humanity. Yes. But eventually he figured out that Maria was telling him to save the humans. And, you know, Basically, Shadow, he finds his own way and he doesn't really care what other people think. And that's what I really like about him as a character. He has a great backstory and he's a really developed character. Like Sonic, compared to Sonic... Now, Sonic is just an easygoing, like, cool hedgehog that's just, yeah, like, the just hero chill, archetype.
0: relaxed, yeah.
1: But Shadow has depth. Shadow has a lot of, you know, like I said, backstory. He, you know, finds out who he is and he, you know, he's not really... Um, a villain he's not really a hero he's kind of both in a way and he's you know what he's done and the thing is at the end of sonic adventure 2 all the fans thought that shadow died but, but then he came back. He did he actually apparently didn't die and the fans you know the fans love shadow a mar- large majority and um you know he came back for games and you know i love his character design his powers um just and like i said mostly it's his character like his character is very developed
0: that's that's really interesting. And I feel like the characters in Sonic, generally speaking, are a lot more developed than other characters you would see from other games. Like, there's whole backstories going back through all the games. There's there's a lot to these characters.
1: Definitely. And, you know, um, similarly, talking about Silver. Um, Silver, your favorite character, you're saying. Yeah, tell me
0: about Silver. What's the, what's his deal?
1: So, Silver, in a lot of ways, is like Shadow, is like a lot of these other characters. He comes from the future. And... You know Eggman, um, and then not just only Eggman, but other characters. There's one character known as Methless the Dark, and he is basically like this like demon hedgehog kind of thing, like a ghost, and he can like um, he can basically like um, showcase that he has like the body of a hedgehog, and he's basically aligned with like this god that's known as Iblis. If he aligns with Iblis, um, basically the whole world is just is destroyed. And Methless tri- Methless convinced Silver. That Sonic was like, like I said, Sonic was the bad guy, and Sonic was out to kill him. And you know that convinced Silver to act in a you know bad way. But then later, Silver found out that yeah. Sonic was the good guy, and Eggman, and Methless, and Eblis. Um, you know they were trying to um, just destroy the world. And then Silver was just you know they were just using him as a tool to you know for their means. Wow.
0: Yeah, there's see like just like I was saying, so much lore to these characters. This is so interesting.
1: Yeah, and you know, I really like, I really agree with that too. I like how these characters do have a lot of depth, their backstories and everything, and their character themselves.
0: Yeah, there's there's a lot more than just the game. There's been a few animated series. There have been uh, there have been comic books. There have been uh, the the two live action movies that have come out recently. So Sonic is a huge presence in in the media and in multiple forms absolutely and you know
1: um and i told and the games mainly the games are mainly speed-based platformers and um but there are other games that have come out you know spinoffs like you were talking about um sonic was in super smash with his brawl that wasn't a sonic game but he was in the game yeah um you had the mario and sonic at the olympic games that's another thing of nintendo crossing with sega that no one would ever have thought back then um they have fighting games such as sonic the fighters which was an arcade game that was later ported to various consoles such as the gamecube they have the racing series um the beginning of that was sonic drift on the uh, sega consoles and now they have
0: need a card for
1: i know right and because i mean he's already you know he's already the
0: speed of sound so you know i guess that way uh that way it's fair for everyone else if sonic has a card absolutely yeah
1: and and you know what's funny is that um there was another game too that was a racing-based game that was called Sonic Riders. Have you heard of that game? I have not. So that is a racing game, but basically the Sonic characters ride on jet boards. Oh, okay. So that was a pretty um, pretty cool game on the GameCube, and then they released a couple, um, you know, sequels later on on other consoles. So- but um, yeah, so that that's and you know that's mainly the, referring to like what style of games they've had. And like, there's been other games too. Like there's been party style games. There was a game called Sonic shuffle back in the nineties. It was made on the dreamcast. And what that game was trying to do was trying to mimic Mario party. Okay. Was it successful? It was not. Now, personally, I have never played the game, but there have been a lot of bad reviews about the game.
0: Oh yeah. See, so that's another example right there of, of someone trying to copy something else and then fail. Yeah. There, this is a, this is off topic, but, uh, Uh, There was an experiment done in the 80s, I believe, uh, where Pepsi, the company, did blind taste tests uh, for everyone. For a bunch of people, they would just find out, like, okay, taste these two drinks, and they wouldn't tell them which one was Pepsi and which one was Coke. And everyone pretty much, like with 98% success, would say that in a blind taste test, they like Pepsi the most. So with a Coke, the Coca-Cola company saw these results, and we're like, OK, we have to change the formula because people obviously don't like the way this tastes. And then when they changed the formula, they had a product called New Coke and it was a complete failure. I have I heard about that. Yeah, it was I didn't a complete hear about failure. that And they studied to figure out why it failed. And this was the conclusion that on one sip, Pepsi tastes better. But if it's like a full can or a full bottle, people prefer the way Coke tastes. Yeah, that you know, um,
1: with that referring to that personally, like I have other like I like a lot of different kinds of sodas, and when it comes to Pepsi and Coke, I would say that maybe slightly I prefer Pepsi,
0: but they're both really great sodas. Yeah, me, the only soda I really still like at this point is Cherry Coke, which I drink religiously.
1: Oh, that's that's great!
0: I I drink so much Cherry. I have one next to me right now. (laughs) Oh, that's a great soda right there. Yeah. But anyway, back to Sonic. Uh, You were talking about how most of the early games were platformers. I've never been a really big fan of platform games. So -hmm. that's why I liked, I really liked, I've always liked RPGs. So when Sonic Chronicles, I played that so much as a kid. Uh, And my team, because the way it worked is you would have a team of four characters and you'd go on little missions and there'd be enemies you would fight. There would even be like, like little things that were similar to Pokemon in a way. Uh, Chia's or something. They were little like floating things that you would catch them, and they would you'd have like a garden for them. It was it was weird. I don't remember what they were. Oh wait, um, were they chows? Yes, chows. That's oh, what they God. were. I love chows
1: because chows were introduced in um, Sonic Adventure, um, the oh, first God. Sonic Adventure game, on the, in the Chow Garden, and um, you basically cared for your chows. You could like add them, like you gave them abilities, like hyper drives that would increase like their stats. Um, that would be on the first Sonic Adventure and Sonic Adventure 2, which is my favorite um, game.
0: Nice. But I had the Chow Garden. I had a lot of those. And the way the game, what I thought was really cool about the game, if you just stuck to the main story and didn't do any exploration or anything like that, then your team would be very limited to like four characters. Like uh, you would have Sonic Tails, uh, Knuckles, and Rouge the Bat. But if you actually did the exploring, you would find all these other characters that you could get to join your team if you completed various missions and quests and whatnot. So my team that I used, I always used uh, Sonic, Shadow, uh, E-123 Omega. And I don't know if he was exclusive to that game or not, but mm-hmm. he, he was a character uh, that was a robot that Dr. Eggman created that was uh, faulty. So you would find him, repair him, and then he would be on your team. So I used those three, and I used Big the Cat because he had really good defense stats. You know, um, speaking of uh, E-123 Omega, um, yeah,
1: I he was um, first introduced in Sonic Heroes, which came out, I believe, in 2004 for the GameCube, Xbox, and the um, PS2.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Now, now, there was a robot before him in Sonic Adventure, the first Sonic Adventure game. He was E-102 Gamma. Okay. and. He has one of the coolest backstories of any Sonic character. Oh, tell me about it. So basically, Eggman created a bunch of um, E-series robots. E-101, E-102, E-103, and E-104. And so on, yeah. And, and basically, yeah, so on. So the original ones, um, Gamma, um, he basically had to fight his brothers that were created by Eggman to determine who would be the top robot to try to take over the world with Eggman. So he would have in response, he would have to kill his own brothers, and to, for Eggman. And basically, at some point in the game, E102 came across Amy, and Amy was locked up by Eggman in this cell. And Amy is basically, you know, Sonic's like um, friend girlfriend. that she wants. She wants. She wants to be his girlfriend, basically. And Sonic's just like no, though he may secretly, you know, like her, but we don't know that um, yet. But basically. Um, so he, she was locked up, and he came across her because he was, like, guarding the jail. And he opened it up for her. And basically, he, though he was a robot, he discovered, like, morality. And, like, he literally turned on Eggman and joined Sonic and Amy and, you know, Sonic's friends. And literally, the last thing that happened to him in the game, he fought his brother, E-101, which is the first one Eggman created, um, E-101 Beta. And literally, Beta was like um, the first fight he had with him, it was just standard. And then he had like upgrades the last fight. And basically, he killed Beta, but in the process, Beta shot him at a, a fatal shot at the end. And E 102 Gamma exploded. And you know what came out of him after he exploded?
0: Was it one, two, three?
1: No, but it was like a little bird. It's called a flicky. Okay. And that was basically showing that like there was a little bird trapped inside of him because as I was referring to earlier, Eggman's original plan in the original Sonic games was to basically entrap animals. Um, oh, you so know, live and nice creep
0: back to his original plan.
1: Yeah. And he basically that, what that showcase was that e one Oh two was not just a robot. He was living and had morality and he so sacrificed himself to protect Amy. And, and, protect and yeah.
0: Wow. That's really cool.
1: Yeah. And, you know, that's just along with a lot of, you know, other things we've discussed about, you know, the, the way that characters are portrayed in the Sonic franchise,
0: which is a great thing. It is really, really refreshing to see these characters treated as, as actual beings with emotions and morality and views. And and it's very, because a lot of characters you'll see in other media are treated often as like, like Patrick star, for instance, from SpongeBob. Mm -hmm. It's just like, Oh, this is Patrick. He's stupid. Oh, this is Mr. Krabs. He's greedy. Uh, they only give the character one attribute. But in the Sonic characters, they have multiple attributes. They come off as real, uh, real creatures, almost.
1: Definitely. And, you know, this is where um, I think the majority of the conversation is going to go to, is that what I will discuss now is the very big problem right now with the Sonic series in terms of the games
0: yeah what's going on because what's what's been have there been any good games recently because i I haven't heard of any
1: so basically there is a major problem that i believe in my opinion has started um after basically the gamecube era mm-hmm. um because the adventure series we'll talk about that that's what a lot of fans view are the best sonic games in the franchise along with the original games on the sega um consoles basically um What Sonic Adventure, the Sonic Adventure series, the first and second one, emphasized, they had a lot of different playable characters, a lot of different play styles. For example, Sonic and Shadow were, um, you know, speed-based platforming levels um, with, you know, there was exploration involved. Um, You had Tails. Tails was speed-based as well, but also Tails and Eggman on the second game, they had, like, mech robots they were in, and they basically, you know, had their play styles. Knuckles and Rouge they did treasure hunting where they found emeralds. Um, You know, pieces of the Master Emerald and like E-102 on, you know, the original game, he was like, you know, you know, basically he was the robot. So you had to go through levels and like destroy things and all that. So there were a lot of different play styles. But the biggest problem, I think, with new Sonic games is that basically all of these new Sonic games, for example. So back in 2006, Sonic 06, which was a lot of people still think it was the worst Sonic game ever made. Because basically, they rushed the game and it came out very glitchy, very poorly produced. And basically, after that, like for example, Sonic Unleashed that was one game you're referring to with the Werehog Sonic Unleashed, um, Sonic Colors, Sonic Generations they're not bad games, but basically, um, the Sonic Adventure series they had a technique that you use with Sonic and Shadow, it was the spin dash method, mm-hmm. and that's how you basically got you know a lot of way got faster and stuff. But now the Sonic games have what's called the boost formula. And basically what you do is you just like speed through and boost like to go through the level and there's no like exploration involved. It's just like going so fast and you, you know, just get to the end of the level.
0: Yes, there's not much to do is what you're saying that they've uh, they've narrowed the play style and they've gotten rid of a lot of options is what you're saying.
1: Yes. And then also they have just put Sonic in the games like there have been characters, other characters, but they're not used as playable characters. They're just used as side pieces to where they're just there for the, the story. Rather, in the original games, even in the original Sega games, they had multiple characters like Tails and Knuckles. And then the GameCube era, they had, you know, Shadow, Knuckles, Rouge, Amy. You know, they had so many different play styles and playable characters and they just, you know, got rid of that.
0: Yeah, see, that just seems like such a waste because we, we literally spent like 20, 15 minutes talking about how good the characters are, Only f- and now that you're telling me the games don't even have these characters as playable, it seems like a really poor marketing decision.
1: Yeah, and you know, one thing about the movies that um, I think they're getting right now, no spoilers for the movies, but let's just say, for
0: example, the second
1: Sonic movie that just came out in April that movie really emphasized Sonic lore and just the story of Sonic and all the Sonic characters, at least to the up to this point they've the, you know discussed. And the games have not been utilizing those characters. And also, um, let me just reference this. So a lot of people, um, you know, there are basically, in my opinion, three different types of Sonic fans. The first Sonic fans are the people that literally grew up, and they're probably in their you know mid thirties to forties that grew up during the Sega era with the first games. Then you have my section of fans, which grew up in the 2000s, which, you know, they grew up with the GameCube, Xbox, PS2 era, but they also had the original games to be played on, you know, for ports. And then you have the modern Sonic fans, which are, you know, young and have only played the new games, really, or maybe have not played the older games. And, you know, they don't know about the old Sonic games. So, in terms of being able to play them. So... A lot of fans, I think, that make up the Sonic fan base are fans that are around my age that have grown up in the 2000s. And we, as fans, a lot of fans, um, have been wanting another adventure Sonic game to be released, Sonic Adventure 3, which you know goes off of Sonic Adventure 2, which a lot of people, including myself, view as the best Sonic game ever, had multiple playable characters and everything. And basically, they have demanded, like they've asked for this, like to Sega, to the marketing team for years and years, and literally, like um, you just keep get creating the
0: same stuff you don't want.
1: Yes, and you know what the creators do? So the creator of Sonic, he left Sonic after the 2006 game, or before the before the 2016 game, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. His name is Yuji Naka. He left the Sonic franchise, and basically, after he left, the games started getting worse.
0: Yeah, uh, and. and that's- I was talking about, you know, creativity in an episode with someone uh, earlier. And one thing we talked about is when the original person behind an idea leaves, that idea is going to be taken over by people who aren't as familiar with it or aren't in love with the idea as much as the creator. And it's going to suffer because of it.
1: Yeah, and that's exactly what's happened to this franchise. And um, I'll give you an example. Um, Back in 2016, I believe, at the um, 25th anniversary of Sonic, because basically every five years, usually now back then, back in the two thousands, they were released Sonic games like year after year almost, but now it's becoming where they don't release a game until the next anniversary, which is the next five years later um, during either, you know, with ending in five or ending in zero. Mm-hmm. And basically the fans, like I said, have been clamoring for Sonic adventure three for years. There wasn't even an article um, recently um, before the 20, like last year, Um, saying, it said, how Sonic Adventure 3 can save the Sonic franchise. And literally when fans have been clamoring for it, the director and the people that make the games now, they're just like, they literally will give them hints that they're going to do it. And then they will like joke around and say, no, we're not doing
0: that. They need to do it then, because honestly, I feel like if it were not for the movies being so successful, then the franchise would not be having very good prospects right now.
1: I totally agree. And, um, you know, like I was saying earlier, the movies are getting it right. And, you know, um, for years, it's been basically since like 2000 and I would say basically 2006, 2008. So, you know, it's been about, you know, 14 to 16 years since we've had, you know, the better Sonic games. And mainly, like I said, the multiple playable characters, spin dash method. And, you know, at this year, because, you know, it's Sonic's 30th anniversary last year. And the game is being released this year, the new Sonic game. And we were thinking, a lot of people were saying that Sonic Adventure 3 might be released because we've been wanting it for years. And here's the thing. Think about this way. They're go- they are going to be releasing a game this year called Sonic Frontiers. And get this, it is an open-world Sonic game. Okay. First of all, okay, so we've, we come to find out that it's not just open-world. There are levels, which is good. And, you know, it, it may very well be fun. I, I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it, okay? But the thing is, is if... What if this game totally busts? And Yeah. You, what, and because if it's an open-world game, if you're spending so much money as a gaming company to make this game and you lose on that money, you don't make a profit because it's a bad game...
0: Then you don't have anything else to move forward with.
1: Exactly. And here's the thing. A lot of people might not even buy the game because Sonic has never been... And, yes, you know, it does look there's there are some promising elements to it but sonic has never been an open world style game it's based yeah. on speed platforming
0: it's going to be tough like i don't know is sonic the only playable character in this game
1: that's what it appears to be
0: then that i don't see how that would work
1: <laughs> yeah and you know the the thing is too here's here's a here's a strategy rather than making that game Even So what if they say, what if Sega says this? What if Sega says, we're making Sonic Adventure 3, it's coming out? You know how many people are going to buy that, even if it's not even good?
0: Yes, so many people would buy that.
1: So even if it's not good, it's still going to make you a crap ton of money because it's titled Sonic Adventure 3. Yeah. Versus a game that you're spending so much money on, if it's a really big open world game, and it not make enough money, and it may be not a good game.
0: Yeah, I'm going to have to look at some footage for this because I just – I can't understand right now how this would work as a game. Like, Sonic has to have – I feel like Sonic is not, not a character that can just do side quests. Absolutely not. Yeah. Um, and, yeah.
1: yeah, for sure. And that, that to me, is the biggest problem with the Sonic franchise now. And, and you know, not only that, like I said, they're, they're literally teasing fans by, you know – they're literally like, they post like stuff on the, on the internet, like the Sonic franchise, the, the actual team that does the marketing. They will post stuff that will hint at, Oh, uh, Sonic adventure three is going to come out. And then they will just like, you know, say, Oh no, it's not coming out. They will, they've been doing that for years.
0: It's like they're dangling a carrot in front of you. I mean, come on.
1: Exactly. And you know, um, I would say that, you know, that, that, like I said, to me, that is a simple, like if they if they want to really really bring in the money, why not do that for the fans that have been wanting this for? Because Sonic Adventure Two was released in two thousand one. That's, That's been over twenty years over ago.
0: Twenty wow, I feel old.
1: Same here, and you know we've been wanting a game like that, you know, even since then, and a lot of fans and they've just been asking for it, and you know they just keep doing this like for example the last sonic game main sonic game that was released was called sonic forces it was on the xbox one uh, ps4 and switch it wasn't a bad game and here's the thing they were doing something right with the game because they did bring shadow as a playable character that's good so that's a good start however the levels literally they were so they were boost based and literally they were very short levels that you couldn't like even have an ounce of exploration involved with it and they were just straight ahead levels that were very small levels and it was just like it was not that you know not that fun because it was literally done in a couple minutes
0: well it sounds like we need to get you on on the board of directors for the sonic franchise well i
1: don't know about that but i will say that at least for me to you know i mean and like i said most and a lot of fans are thinking the same thing why not make a game that the fans have been wanting even if it's not going to be a good game let's hope that it is.
0: exactly yeah it would still produce more money it would get more hype and it would do a lot better than whatever it is they're doing now
1: yes and you know i mean i i really hope someday that yuji naka comes back and tries and he i hope he comes back and says you know what we need to fix this we need to give the fans you know i created this character I believe in this character to survive, to live and thrive and to give the fans a good game. Yeah.
0: Well, hopefully one day that'll happen. Well, Hey, listen, it's been so much fun learning about all the different Sonic characters and the backstories with you. Thanks so much for being here to talk about it. I had a good time. Definitely.
1: Absolutely. Um, you know, um, like I said, I'm um, honored, thankful to be on the podcast today. Um, and, um, you know, I hope that uh, I'll have the chance to be on the podcast again some point.
0: Yeah, man, absolutely. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye.
1: Have a good one. Thank you.